With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. It's the Italian Grand Prix edition, and it is pure buzzing, pure hype. I cannot wait to talk about this race. My name is Matthew Gallagher, of course, and joining me is the WTF1 founder and quite possibly the luckiest winner of Fall Guys ever, Tom Bellingham. Well done. Hello. Welcome. One crown to your name and also the Italian Grand Prix watch under your belt. How do you feel today? Great. Yeah, me and Gasly getting our first uh, wins this weekend. Uh, Obviously, (laughs) mine was a little bit more special, but Hmm. what a win from Gasly, nevertheless. I mean, what was technically a better, like more of a home win? Alpha Tauri winning at Monza or you winning in your own home at Four Guys. Exactly. More of a home win, I think. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so three-word race reviews. Let's dive straight in. I'm feeling hyped. I'm feeling buzzing. And I think everybody watching is still going to be on very much a high uh, after this race. We've got Lee Martin 7654 with Thank You K Mag. Alex Tharapos. Reverse Grid, please. Lachlan Hayes, Mercedes Leave Sport. And Jay Lauren Lauren Ollison. Pierre Effing Gasly. Damn right. Damn right. Firstly, yes, thank you, K-Mag. Reverse Grid, please. Very hot topic. Mercedes Leave Sport. I don't want them to leave. I just want them to be worse. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Pierre Effing Gasly. Agreed. I mean, let's just dive straight into my three-word race review because I think it's... Ties in quite nicely. My three-word race review, still haven't processed. I haven't. I genuinely still haven't gotten over what happened yesterday. I was kind of just sat there looking at the TV screen going, nah. This can't be real. This is not real. But it it cannot be. Gasly's winning from Signs and Stroll. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, we've always talked, haven't we, about, oh, well, at least the midfield's great. And then this was a race, uh, I think we, we made a joke out of it actually, that everyone's saying, well, imagine how good F1 would be if we had no Mercedes and no Red Bull, or at least put them back in the pack. And that is exactly what happened in that race. And I genuinely don't think I've been more excited during a race than that for a very, very, very long time. My heart rate monitor on my Apple Watch, I shared a picture of it. And you can literally see when the Italian Grand Prix happened and when the uh, safety car kind of came out and put Gasly in net lead. I, I can't, I, I, you're right, still haven't processed it. I've watched the, the French commentary of Gasly's victory about 10 times this morning. I watched it about 50 <laughs> times last night. <laughs> That's one way to learn your French, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm completely the same. Uh, let, let's go into a question that you know kind of links in nicely. Side Verstappen. What made this race so exciting compared to the others that could be seen as boring or less entertaining? Well, I mean, obviously, the fact is that Monza was quite a a closely contested race anyway, obviously, with the the engine mode restrictions coming into force so that Mercedes couldn't use their extra special party mode. Kind of brought the field a little bit closer, but also took Red Bull out of the equation by the looks of things and really affected at least the Red Bull side for the Honda, even though obviously AlphaTauri won. Um, 
another another point obviously being that that Hamilton had that stop go penalty he was you know dominating out in front and another thing that was really important was Bottas getting caught up in lap 1 because he obviously is in a Mercedes and I think if he was at the front he would have been able to control it fine but he got very much mixed up in that midfield and then couldn't touch the likes of Lando Norris for a good 15 laps before we had that red flag the engine made one was a funny one because we were complaining weren't we after qualifying oh my word they have They've done exactly what they said. Mercedes are even faster. They were nearly a full second clear of third in qualifying. But actually, it meant that when Mercedes were shuffled back into the pack, like Bottas and then Hamilton when he got his penalty, it wasn't as easy as you thought because they couldn't just whack the engine up on full. They had to obviously stick to what they were going to do, which I imagine was an engine mode to lead out from the front. And again, we saw... Mercedes kind of struggling in dirty air but to answer that question from side Verstappen if you if you imagine I'm, I'm certainly not complaining about this race at all not one bit but you better not no, oh, be coming from no you. no not at all not at all it was incredible but in terms of like pu- the, the entertainment came from the unpredictability there was a, a lot of overtakes maybe not the craziness we had at like a Germany or or a Interlagos like but the craziness came from the fact that we have spent years and years and years and years going into every single race thinking Mercedes will win and if they don't there's a very slim chance maybe Rebel and Ferrari might and to have a race where not a single Mercedes Ferrari or Red Bull was on the podium no one could have predicted that. Maybe maybe there was the chance that it was um, a, a different podium set because Red Bull were out of the equation and it was still a Mercedes 1-2 and someone grabbed third. But Gasly, Sainz, Stroll, I still cannot get over that that was the podium. <laughs> I, it's, 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 even just saying it now, a whole day later pretty much, it still is unbelievable. Yeah. I completely agree. It, it Gasly obviously won that race from the start because Stroll was technically in P1. Obviously, Hamilton had the penalty. Stroll started in P2, didn't have the grip. Gasly got an absolute belter of a start. And I was a little bit disappointed with Crofty because he didn't really commentate like that was for the battle for the lead. And he was kind of focusing a few cars behind when Gasly had just got the, the start of his life and would have been in a, in a net P1. So I felt like that was almost a little bit underwhelming uh, at the start of that. Um, restart but um, yeah obviously it's it's the underdog isn't it it's the it's the, the amazing underdog story what Gasly represented and also the fact that Gasly was a tiny bit slower than Sainz who was a tiny bit slower than Stroll I guess in in terms of pace uh, a raw performance um, so the fact that we had that tension as well where Sainz was slowly eking into Gasly's lead and then on the last lap gets DRS <laughs> yeah. and if he had just had one more lap Sainz would have been through and and that's just Another thing that just kind of crescendoed that that whole race into something incredible. We've had we've had races before, like you say, where it's been a, a Ferrari and a Mercedes. Maybe I think uh, Hamilton was closing down Charles in exactly the same way, which was no doubt an incredible race. But it really just shows that when you have a mixed up order and there's different people at the front, it just makes it ten times more exciting because you always felt um, when when you had the safety car restart. 
there was still in my mind thinking, well, surely Bottas has got this because he's still fourth and yeah. he's only got a couple of McLarens to get through and uh, an Alpha Tauri. You think he'll do it. And then, no, it, it kind of panned out being... Uh, was he fourth? I think he was about sixth, no? Oh, I guess the Alphas were in there and, and Charles. But yeah, once that, once that obviously panned had to out, Kimmy, yeah. um, he was obviously like net fourth, I guess. But um, it's a telling stat that this is the first time a non-Mercedes Red Bull or Ferrari podium since the middle of 2012, so eight years. And I think that just shows how long we've waited for a race like this. Yeah, it does. I'm still not convinced Bottas was a net P4 because he didn't even finish fourth. Um, Sorry, no, not net P4, net P5. Because yeah, yeah, Norris, yeah, sorry, yeah, net yeah, P5, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bottas finished fifth. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, just wanted to clear that up before I, just, I <laughs> before the comments. the comments coming in. Um, yeah, let's move on to another question. The fast track. Why is it the FIA set the rule that you have a standing start following a red flag to mix things up? Great idea, in my opinion. But you can claim your mandatory pit stop under the flag, gaining you 25 seconds. Unfair, no? Yeah, this was something I didn't actually have clarification on until, you know, this race, because in, in my head, I was thinking that he'd be able to change tyres, but that wouldn't count as his mandatory pit stop. But it turned out it, it was, which I find a very strange ruling. It, it is odd. Um, we had this question probably more than any other question in the podcast. And I know Lando was very critical of it in his comments after the race and slated it and felt like he'd kind of been robbed of a podium a little bit because Stroll had looked into it. Um, we It's such an unusual, I guess, from my point of view, it's such an unusual scenario the only time I can remember where this has happened, where they've kind of changed stuff under red flag, was Vettel at Monaco in like 2011, which benefited him massively because his tyres were about to go off. But even then, he'd already made a pit stop. So it wasn't, I guess yeah. the weird thing is that it's a mandatory pit stop behind the safety car. Is it a pit stop if it's, if it's essentially on the grid that you're just changing your tyres? It's a very odd rule, but... I mean, this is the first time it's come up in 10 years. So it's so rare for it to happen. And maybe part of it is because people don't like Stroll very much, like the the public Mm. perception. Uh, Some people, unfortunately, beat up on Stroll a bit. And the fact that Lando, who's no doubt one of uh, the kind of fan favourites, has been denied a podium. But for me... It's just one of those things. And look at Gasly. He benefited hugely from the pit lane being closed. You could argue, no no one's arguing, oh, why was the pit lane closed? Because in that case, it made Gasly win the race, which we're all buzzing about. So it's just a random rule which happened. And unfortunately, it's going to screw people and benefit people. But so does a safety car. So does a virtual safety car. So does a random you know red flag in the middle of a race it it, it happens Mm. yeah i guess the idea of the red flag is to reset things isn't it you know if you're a lap down you're not a lap down going into the next session are you in terms of the next race it's a red flag yes it's it's a clean slate as far as i'm aware correct me if i'm wrong yeah i mean it would absolutely have screwed stroll wouldn't it because they were people were wanting to pit around that time so if he hadn't have been able to do it, yeah. he would have essentially started the race in a net P1 
and then had to make a pit stop and he would have dropped to last. So (laughs) it screwed him loads. I do find it weird though, yeah, because obviously, you know, not a lot of teams will bet on a red flag coming out, although I reckon Haas will now from now on, to be <laughs> honest. Just leave uh, Grosjean out on hards and just see what happens. Um, but but yeah, I, I can kind of see both ways. I'm glad that Stroll was able to just be in the mix rather than getting completely shafted because their argument, I guess, would be why should we have to take even more of a penalty uh, after a red flag? But That's not that yeah, fact. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird one. Um, but at the same time, I think for the viewing uh, spectacle. It's good to have everybody reset, um, just purely from a fact that you know we we get this amazingly unpredictable race. Um, I loved it. Anyway, let's move uh, on. Actually, uh, one one thing that um, we that was slightly mentioned in that question, standing start. I'd completely forgotten about that. That was a rule. I don't think we've seen it. Uh, I think someone mentioned that we've not seen it since two thousand and one. That we've had a standing start after a red flag. Isn't that what it normally was though? I don't remember seeing a standing start like that from a red flag. Maybe there has been one, yeah, but I, I was, was surprised when it came up. I was like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Um, I was oh, no, ready I, for, I was, for behind I was the safety compl- car. Completely in the, I was completely oh, right. in the... Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I was the only one, but I expected a standing start after a red flag because I think that's normal procedure, but I guess we just don't ever I see I think they only announced red it flags. Two, year, two years ago, three years ago. Is it? Is it because... No, I think it's because most of the time when a red flag is flown, it's probably because it's really heavy rain and then maybe they decide then to start things that's probably why we've not seen it before whereas this is obviously dry yeah yeah i know it's really good to see i really liked that it felt like a second mini race after the race two races at a weekend yeah who'd have thought god forbid wow um Danny Blazin Blazin says there should be a defined and recognised rule or review of the rule that pit lane will always be immediately closed upon a safety car introduction Mm. No, <laughs> no, because safety car, there's there's no point closing the pit lane if the safety car or the reason for the safety car is in the middle sector, for example. The only reason that the, the, the pit lane was closed was because Magnussen was on the entry to the pit lane, right? That's that's the reason that they decided to do that. Yeah, I guess the argument, the argument is it made the race absolutely bloody amazing. Um, it's funny, actually. But that was just because of a Mercedes slip up, wasn't it? Without Hamilton doing that. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, the, the flags were out, but it's, <laughs> so it is a Mercedes mess. But up. it is, um, it is an interesting theory because back in two thousand and eight, I'm sure we spoke about it on at that time when podcast uh, way back that they did actually used to do this, where a safety car would come out, they'd close the pit lane, everyone bunches up, and then they open it. It's kind of a bit like what they do in IndyCar, but. That's carnage, yeah, isn't it? They, that, do, they don't want that, that is, in the pit. That is they? the thing. It's sketchy. You, we get many unsafe releases it is with these cars. Imagine all 20 cars coming in on the same lap, which we kind yeah. of saw a little bit there, and they didn't show too much of it. But I remember watching it going, oh, there's a lot of sketchy rejoins there because everyone's trying to everyone's trying to get out at the same time. Everyone's in the pit. It's just chaos. And I think it would just... It would be carnage, but maybe it's a little bit too ridiculous because it would endanger the mechanics and things. So. Exactly. And I think that's the reason why they probably don't do that. So um, the Onion Bargy. <laughs> Great name. Surely reverse grids must be inevitable going forward. I know. I mean, as much as we've seen that this is a, is a cool thing, there has been a few pretty apt points about the reason that it's so special is because it never happens. 
And and if we manufacture wins like this in the future, will it feel the same? Um, and, and I don't think anything will be as special as a Gasly win uh, at Monza if we were to then implement reverse grids. But at the same time, we got great racing. Um, but but just so you know, we will be releasing a special bonus podcast mm. on this subject this week with uh, a very special guest. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that one. Won't go any into any more detail. We'll, we'll save it for, yeah. If you enjoy the WTF1 podcast, you're getting two this week. Aren't you lucky? If the race wasn't good enough, you get two podcasts. Yep. And the guest is very cool. So yes. that's all I'll say. Right, moving on. Tommy, your three-word race review. Uh, my three-word race review is scrolling down to try and find it. Here we go. Don't go back. And this is about a certain <laughs> Pierre Gasly who, yeah, I'm a little bit like, should he go back there? I personally don't think he should. Uh, we've seen it would have been easy to think that Pierre Gasly's career was over when he got demoted. Um, and it's unbelievable to think that he has now not only got a podium, but now a race win before the essentially Verstappen's teammate in that Red Bull seat has even got a podium, Albon or Gasly, when they were there. So people there will inevitably be talk again because there was talk already with Gasly having such an amazing year and (laughs) he's won a race it's absolutely ridiculous he's won a Formula One race in an Alpha Tauri and now he is going to be such a huge prospect for teams um whether that's Red Bull or or another team but at the end of the day he Look what happened to Sainz last year when he had his amazing drive in the midfield. He got a Ferrari seat. Pierre Gasly not only is arguably the best driver this year alongside Hamilton and Verstappen, he's now a proven race winner and he's shown that he can withstand pressure and deliver when he's got the chance. So I think he, he he's going to have some other teams interested and it's not necessarily Red Bull that he needs to be going back to because I think that would be career suicide again yeah i I saw an article uh, from luke smith f1 who uh he said that pierre has said he's ready to go back Mm. if red bull will let him so i did that was very interesting that's concerning um i was like no i think in in the short term this is the only route pierre will have to a race winning car uh in the long term it really does depend on what went wrong before and whether it can be corrected again. Um, because clearly something is wrong there that needs to be changed. Are Red Bull even going to take Pierre back? I don't think so. But I think Pierre's putting pressure back on Red Bull here by saying these kind of things. Um, I don't it's, know. It's I, I've already tweeted about this, and I personally think he should just go to another team and just carve his future there, even if it means a few years at a Renault or something um, where... You know, you've got the likes of Ocon, who's not performing at the moment. Um, he might have another year at Renault because I don't think Renault's going to drop him anytime soon. But that could be an opportunity for him to go to a works team. Um, it, it's difficult. But for me, my gut feeling is don't go back because of how bad it went and what a laughing stock he became. Um, and, and as you say, it, it could be career suicide. All- but at the same time, you know, we can't look at it so negatively because if Pierre wants to go back, clearly... He's got the confidence. He thinks, he thinks that, he can yeah, clearly he thinks he can turn around whatever was wrong. 
Very true. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, that I saw some very interesting points that this is kind of this result almost has exposed that second driver seat at Red Bull. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm, a, I'm the last person to take something away from Max Verstappen, but <laughs> it has definitely shown that for whatever reason, if you can't score a podium in that Red Bull as Max Verstappen's teammate and you can win a race in an Alpha Tauri and score a podium in an Alpha Tauri, there's something not quite right there, whether that's just literally just a simple fact that the team are building it around Verstappen and they have every right to. But maybe Verstappen's driving style is so unique that people find it hard to adapt to and the second driver is just not not got a chance. So... Well, there's been already been news, isn't there, about the fact that the that Albon and Verstappen haven't had the same parts this season yeah. uh, and things like that, which obviously puts Albon on the back foot because he hasn't been getting the upgrades that Verstappen has been getting. So clearly there is something there. I don't know whether or not that news was supposed to be released by Red Bull, but it's out. Yeah, and clearly Verstappen is favoured without a doubt. You know that's that's the work, that's the nature yeah. of of such a team when they've got such an amazing driver, but usually the number two or the teammate is still able to perform. And that's something that we haven't really seen before in such a good car that the teammate is so far off. Yeah. Yeah. Very odd, odd situation. And this is just, Indeed. this has just made it even more messy for Red Bull and difficult for him. Ironically, yeah, that they're I wonder, junior. I wonder what the higher, could you imagine? I wonder what the higher powers are saying yeah. right now. Can, very interesting. You'd never have imagined that a Red Bull B team winning a race would be a problem for them, but it actually is. <laughs> How mad is that? They've won as many races as Red Bull <coughs> this year. Yes, and That's Gasly's crazy, won the same number as Bottas. Yikes. And Verstappen. Yeah, crazy. Right. AEC Online, where does Pierre go next and when? Surely he can't stay with Alpha Tauri for much longer, but op- what options might he have? He deserves a team who treat him better than Red Bull ever did. Obviously, we've kind of tapped into this, but. Um, yeah, obviously, AlphaTauri is not going to be a race-winning team. They're, they're a B team to Red Bull. They'll always be usually behind them unless we have a crazy race like we did in Monza. Um, you know, Renault could be an option down the line. Obviously, he's French as well. It's, it's a good connection that I'm sure Renault have, have explored in the past, maybe. Mm. Um wonder if they're feeling like if Ocon doesn't perform, maybe they've not got the right French driver in the car. If Ocon... I don't think Ocon's been as bad as people are really like going ham on him, but um, it's a similar gap. Yeah, that Bottas has to Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. So, was he going to beat Danny Rick in his first year back in Formula One after a year out? Probably not. He should be closer. But the hype was there. The hype though, was there. It? That's that's the thing. I think the hype was there. The fact that everyone was saying get Ocon in that Mercedes, Bottas is useless, and now he's got a chance alongside Danny Rick, and he's not really performing that well i did think renault as well obviously they're they've just announced they're going to be alpine next year and um, is that how you alpine, say it i believe like uh, there's probably okay, french gonna call it alpine uh i think it's alpine but uh people probably yeah, yeah. i'm sounds sounds a bit there's more french probably some french people uh shouting now which one is the right <laughs> one um yeah uh, the the weird thing is and such is the nature of formula one that pierre gasly has essentially peaked in his career when a lot of the seats are kind of being snapped up. If he'd have done this when, you know, Ferrari seat was free or 
um, Bottas hasn't signed his contract or something. I don't know. But interestingly, I wonder however much Fernando Alonso is an incredible driver and I'm very excited to see him back. I think he uh, still, you know, it's going to be really exciting to see him in F1. I wonder if they hadn't have signed him and this whole shenanigans had not gone on a little bit more, they would have signed Gasly. Potentially, mm. I think they would have been a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, a potent- yeah. I-, I guess Gasly has turned it around hugely this season. And <clears throat> who knows? You know, he might, you know, Mercedes might come sniffing. I did think, we don't yeah, know. I did think that. he. It, this is an interesting one that I was thinking about. George Russell, uh, it would be awful if they didn't promote George Russell after what he's had to essentially, I say what he's had to go through, be a Formula One driver. Oh, poor him. <laughs> but essentially he's in a Williams, can't perform. And he believes that he will get that Mercedes drive as soon as Hamilton goes or Bottas goes. However, maybe Gasly's putting them in a bit of a predicament because George, no doubt, is incredible and has had amazing qualifying results. But in the races, he I mean, he's in a Williams, let's be honest, but there have been a few races where he's maybe slipped up a little bit and Latifi nearly scored a point again and Kibitza scored a point in that race in Germany. Uh, yeah. where where Russell made where a mistake, Russell made a mistake, and Gasly has now made himself to a point where top teams cannot ignore him because he has proved under pressure. If I'm in the lead, I will win the race, and you can't do anything more than that. He's won a race in an AlphaTauri, and big teams are going to have to take notice because he he does not belong in that car anymore if he's won a race. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's an unlikely prospect for, for Mercedes yeah. to go for, for Gasly over Russell because I think Russell is their kind of next superstar and they've they've invested heavily yeah. into him. Um and you know, they they've I'm sure they've been analysing Russell's performances down to a T. So yeah, yeah I, I think Pierre's more likely to go to a, a Renault. Um I think there aren't really any other teams that I would say that would be a good move, just purely because I don't think any of the others are gonna be completely front running like racing point yeah that, that seems, seems like locked up. well i mean there's only ever going to be one seat available for that for the foreseeable yeah um so and that's obviously aston martin turning into um but then renault um, but then renault um is renault a sideways step because of the fact that they don't seem to be getting anywhere We've had another race where they've managed not to score a podium when we've had three. Yeah, I, I guess moving into the new regs, though, right? Maybe. Like it's, it, yeah. it, the, right now, that no, Danny Rick wasn't expecting Renault to be right at the front. Obviously, yeah, he's moving yeah. to McLaren. But but I think, you know, Renault are probably one of the only shouts where you could proper, actually probably put a bet on and say, OK, right, maybe they will be near the front again when the new regs hit. Whereas an Alpha Tauri, a racing point they're always going to be behind mercedes or they're going to be behind red bull so yeah yeah interesting but either way moving on uh science and stroll on the podium let's talk about that we've spoken about gasly winning let's talk about the other two crazy uh george underscore tucker four could lance's performances recently uh help him keep his seat for next year since he is ahead of perez will this make the team more comfortable with letting perez go i mean george we do you, do you not know who's in charge of the team? <laughs> it doesn't matter how Lance performs. He's going to stay in Formula One as long as he wants to stay and his dad can pretty much say Lance has got one point this season. That, that being said, um, 
there was talk that it's not completely out of the question. I know this is Lance saying it, and he was like, if I'm not good enough, my dad can fire me. Um, yeah, but it's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, but Lance has been underrated this year. And while, yeah. while he's no doubt fortunate with the red flag, Perez wasn't really a factor in that race. And I think George is, George is right that the backlash if they'd announced it at the start of this year, say say they do go with Vettel and Stroll, they announced it at the start of this year, people would be like, wow, daddy's money, Stroll doesn't deserve to be there. I think a lot more people would now be thinking, well, Stroll's fourth in the title and there'd be a lot less hate because I've almost changed my mind that I think if you had to choose between Stroll and Perez now, there's not, uh, it's it's, equal. E- it's yeah. equal, and then you'd go. Lance Stroll is a lot younger, so he's got the more potential potentially. So, yeah. I I genuinely think that it's <laughs> got to a point where Stroll is the better option than Perez, which I did not expect to be saying this year. And fair no. play to Lance Stroll with all the haters, all the people saying that he's only there. He's prove He's fourth. Uh, not fourth. Uh, no, he is fourth in the title, isn't he? No, I don't know. You check that whilst I talk. But yeah, not not to take away, obviously, you know, I, I say that in the sense that he has an advantageous position within the team. Yeah. Um, but but not to say that Lance hasn't been performing because he has. You know, he's got another podium to his name now. He's got two podiums. He's doing what Sergio kind of does when it's a crazy race. He's he's there um, and, and kind of taking in his footsteps in a little way, in a, in a little way, which is which is really strange to say, because as we his main downfall before was qualifying. Yeah. And it seems like he's sorted that out now quite quite massively, to be yeah. honest. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think Sergio Perez is still the more consistent over the season, you know, barring these crazy races. But I don't think Sergio has been as much in the mix as maybe we expect him to be. No. I think it's more Sergio underperforming yeah. you're, than it is Lance overperforming. You're, you're right. Like really. what, what you were saying earlier about the seat being... Um, strolls automatically the only thing Perez can do to have a hope of that seat is to absolutely annihilate stroll and he's not even come close so he he yeah stroll is fourth in the world world title not bad going that's that's ridiculous yeah. that's really good i guess lando's quite close behind him they're equal on points but i guess Ooh. uh better results uh put stroll ahead and they're now yeah, nearly ten points clear of Albin Leclerc, Gasly, and Sainz. So yeah, they're. I mean, what a what a underrated year for Stroll. He's doing really, really well. Credit to where it's yeah. due. Give Lance some credit. I think that's the. Uh, he's turning it around. 100%. He really yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and as as I've said many times, if you take a look at pay drivers from years gone by, and then you compare it to Lance Stroll, they are worlds apart. We were saying that even uh, when right, he was, <laughs> even when he wasn't performing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, Sam TF12, would Carlos have won if they had all the engine modes? Don't know. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like it affected Honda more than it did anyone else by the looks of things. Yeah. So I don't know. That That's something that we won't ever be able to answer. It's all th- hypothetical. I guess, uh, but... I guess where that comes in uh, is that on the final lap, they're allowed to dump all their electrical energy. And that's when science obviously closed a huge amount. So uh, yeah. 
not not that they have a party mode, but they can essentially use it all at the end. So they have essentially have that kind of party mode effect. Um, it's interesting that science. Um, yeah, he was he was desperate for that win, wasn't he? And you really saw a difference between drivers and a team because you had McLaren on the radio thinking we're in P2 and P4. And they weren't telling him to not go for it, but they very much were saying things like, okay, let's be sensible. Uh, you don't... Oh, yeah, they were telling him not to yeah, go for they it. they were. Right? That, that's, that was code, and, wasn't and, it? I mean, yeah. you know. Carlos Sainz was ready to send it. I think Carlos Sainz had it in his head that he was ready to bin or win that race. If Absolutely, he was a little bit, fair play yeah, to him. And that's what you want to see because he's thinking, <laughs> and you, you totally understand because people will not remember obviously we'll remember it's a crazy race, but as much Carlos Sainz finishing second in that race because Gasly won it. Whereas McLaren, their their thought behind it is we need these points in the Constructors' Championship because it's a huge, huge, huge result for us to finish second and fourth. We're going to get the most points out of any team and we don't want to throw it away. But Carlos was there. He was like, I want this win. And he... Yeah, and he didn't, no, it, did he? And he, he had a so, little look into the... Uh, he was way too far back, but Turn one, it, it, yeah. that to me proves that if it had been one more lap, he would have gone for it hundred hundred percent. He probably would have been clear of him yeah. to be honest, because I think he was only like half a second behind, was he, when he was uh, going over the line? So how disappointing! I mean, no, if, it would have been incredible to see Carlos Science and no, no disrespect to him, but if Science had just done him with a really boring DRS pass on the last lap, that would have been a bit of a, a downer, I think. Yeah, it was so nerve-wracking, yeah. wasn't it? I really wanted Gasly to win over Sainz. I have nothing against Sainz, but Sainz has his kind of future paved out for him. He's going to Ferrari as much as that's not the best move right now. But, you know, he's got this this great move, a, a dream come true, whereas Gasly, obviously, you know, all the stuff that's gone on with him, uh, with his personal life and also career, uh, I just wanted him to win so Me bad. Too, yeah. And, uh, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm really sad Carlos didn't win, but look, Carlos will probably win in the future, especially if Ferrari firmly back both himself and Leclerc for the for the future. So I didn't feel as bad for Carlos. And it is weird to see the teams. Mm. McLaren obviously really happy about getting that amount of points, but you could see they were almost a little bit dejected as well because they came so close yeah. to a win, which was just crazy to, to even think There's about a- because... You know, Carlos was Carlos was almost dejected, wasn't he? He was like, I didn't know, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Uh, I think he said on the TV. There's a, a fantastic picture of Carlos Sainz where a photographer's got looking down at him on his car when he gets in park firm, and he stood that, on it, yeah. and it, there's just anguish in his face, and you can literally tell if you'd not even seen the race, you can tell the look on that picture is I'm really happy, but also really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's move on. No Mercedes or Red Bull on the podium. Wowee. When's the last time that happened, Tommy? Uh, well, I said before, the last time it was no Merck, Ferrari or Red Bull. I know it was 2012. So it's been a long old time. It's been eight years. Uh, Brandon Garden 2. Does Bottas retain his seat next year as despite his penalty at least... Lewis puts up a fight to climb the grid, whereas Bottas, in my opinion, didn't show anything to make up places. I I don't think Mercedes will move anything around um, unless they foresee that their performance advantage that they have over the other teams is becoming slimmer and slimmer and slimmer because 
we've, we've mentioned this before, Bottas can easily sit in P2 most of the time, even if he is behind Hamilton and lacking a bit of pace. But if we have them in the you know, in the mix with the McLarens and the Red Bulls and the Ferrari, well, Ferraris, uh, one day maybe, uh, <laughs> that, that's when, you know, that's when the conversations will happen. Uh, because Bartas's performance, uh, you know, when we get to ABCDF1, I'm going to absolutely slate him <laughs> because it was dreadful, awful, awful, awful performance from Bottas. Like, no, no I, I know that he'll have his excuses that he wasn't able to turn up the engine and pass people, but it was awful. I mean, we, we mentioned in ABCDF1, that if Bottas in that car gets beaten by Verstappen, he gets a C. And we're really stood here where he's finished fifth. Are you standing? Sorry, sat here. <laughs> fifth. You've been standing this whole yeah, podcast, yeah. haven't New fitness regime. Uh, no, um, <laughs> fifth in a race where the cars in front of him were Gasly, Sainz, Stroll and Lando Norris. And he still didn't manage to get on the podium. Are you joking? And I looked at actually the result. And Hamilton was, I think, 10 seconds behind Bottas at the end. And he, yeah, was he was 30 seconds off last place with about 25 laps to go. No, he was 30 seconds off the lead. Off the lead, was it? Yeah, uh, when he came out. Oh, okay, so yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so how long would he have been off? But he the still train? managed to catch up. So he's probably 10, you know, 20, 25 behind Bottas at the beginning and also had to pass people. Yeah, mad. So, yeah, it's, it's he crazy. He should have won that. Uh, he should have, uh, and he didn't even get past one person. Yeah. Uh, that underscore house 89. Why is no one talking about Red Bull? Both Mercedes finally mess up. And what does Red Bull do to capitalise? DNF for Max after doing absolutely nothing amongst the field and Albon was second to last. Yeah, it was a weird, a weird old race for Red Bull, wasn't it? Verstappen, <laughs> you, you would expect to be there or thereabouts. Like, you know, he usually is when Mercedes cock up. But he was in the midfield and was losing positions uh, when I saw it rather than gaining. And it it just seemed like Red Bull just in general just didn't have the car underneath them to really challenge. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, awful, awful weekend. I, I went into the weekend expecting this might be the chance where some midfield team could get on the podium because Red Bull do not do particularly well uh, at Monza. It's their weakest track by far. However, in my head was Verstappen maybe fourth or fifth, not, like you say, it's not even like he retired from fourth or fifth. He was absolutely nowhere. The car was apparently overheating and all sorts. You can tell, uh, I guess you can kind of sympathise why he was mad because it's a huge opportunity that Hamilton has gone out the race, which never happens um, yeah. out the race, but you know what I mean. And uh, Albon, 15th, uh, behind George Russell in a Williams, I believe. And just to make matters worse, Alpha Tauri with the same engine won the race. So oh, doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It's, it really it's unbelievable. It's it's not almost uh, yeah, a non talking it, point. Like they're, they're right, uh Dahouse eighty nine saying, why is no one talking about Red Bull? It they're not really it's not really mentioned, but it's absolutely insane, isn't it? It's a huge slip up from Red Bull just purely because you know, as we said, Hamilton was never usually out of position like that. Max was second in the championship. He could have easily got it within a, a race win again, yeah. which is crazy to think that, you know, Verstappen could have put himself in a really good position, potentially, if Red Bull have some good races coming up. We don't know how the cars are really going to perform at Mugello and uh, Portimao and all these, you know, Bahrain outer. There's quite a few uncertainties moving forward in the season. And I think... This was a huge opportunity for Red Bull, which I think they're going to be kicking themselves. Yeah, we we said, didn't we, 
that it's very unlikely, but what Verstappen needs is Hamilton to DNF or not score points. And then it's on the cards. And when that did happen, they just were nowhere. So, yeah, hugely disappointing. Indeed. Right, we move on to ABCDEF1. Play the jingle. Now it's time for ABCDEF1. Right, let's start at the very top of this sheet, not top of the standings. Hamilton. Uh, what is this Hamilton going to get? This is. I still think he's getting an A. Yeah, he did everything. I don't. I don't. It, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, seeing the flags. That that's. I know he said he didn't see them, and it's mainly the team's mess up. But I mean, is that where we're docking him points from an A star because? It, he did nothing really wrong apart from that penalty. Yeah, he drove drove away at the start. Had uh, yeah, the penalty. You know, I mean, can you blame Hamilton for that? I, I don't. You know. can't, but um, yeah, I don't think we can give him a perfect score. But I think an A is justifiable. People would be like, "Oh, we finished seventh, but and give him a C." But no, it, he drove an amazing it, race. Down on it was yeah, down to the yeah, performance. It, not not it the, wasn't his fault. And I think I do sympathise that. It, I did find it strange that there's no traffic light. I'm not making an excuse because Mercedes should have known yeah, the, because and, everyone else knew. Lane, yeah. But it is strange that there's no traffic light. So, yeah, uh, I think an A for Hamilton. Okay, yeah, let's give him an A. I think A star would feel a bit weird uh, yeah, with him finishing just, seventh. But I mean, yeah. again, it's, it, there, there was a slip up in there. We can slightly blame Hamilton for it. So I think that's what, where we're going to uh, devote him to Let an me a. just get some popcorn before you... Uh, Talk about Bottas. Oh, let me just stretch <laughs> for this one. Valtteri Bottas. Seventh on lap what? Was he seventh or sixth? Sixth from second. Uh, sixth, yeah. And then uh, yeah, I saw a really funny tweet. Uh, I think it was from Eli GP that was like, Bottas, my brakes have gone. Mercedes, no. Uh, Bottas, uh, engine problem? I've got a puncture. Yeah, puncture. Yeah, no. Uh, engine? Just constantly like, there must be something wrong. And, oh, my word, what a shocker. Fifth in a race. E. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. E. Yeah, yeah. That was Valtteri Bottas. I know you watch this podcast, <laughs> so, you know, take notes. That oh, is just so bad. He got a terrible start. He got, he got, it was a terrible start, but he only got eaten up by signs at that point. Then Norris pulled an absolute worldie that was on him. What a move that was. Fair. Bottas then was still behind Norris. Then he goes wide at Lesmo yeah. 2. That lets Stroll puts... and Ricardo... Oh, is it Perez? No, Perez, wasn't it? Yes. Perez and Ricardo 3. Was it Perez? Hello, it was Stroll. Perez was higher up. Yeah, it was Perez. Perez. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. So Perez got through, and then Ricardo sends it up the inside at Ascari, and Bottas is just a sitting duck. You know, he might have no tyre temp or whatever, blah, 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 excuses. Rubbish. And then once he's settled in, he doesn't make any moves whatsoever... Then the second red, you know, then the red flag, then the second race doesn't make any moves, doesn't make any sort of impact on the cars in front in that Mercedes where I think I was actually a little bit too critical uh, on Hamilton in IBR because I said that he was kind of struggled to get through traffic. He didn't really. Uh, I think it was just purely from seeing him behind Albon for a lap or two. I was like, oh, he's struggling. But I will, you know, he will just say for people as well that will inevitably be commenting, well, Hamilton was passing uh, Williams's and stuff. It's like, he was he passed no, him he was Perez passing and he passed Perez didn't he in in the racing point and yeah, stuff. Yeah, passed so Perez. 
Red Bull, uh, yeah, decent, decent enough cars. Renault's, where uh, was he ahead of Renault? I can't remember, but um, no, Perez no, no, definitely. Wasn't. Oh no, he got he got past Ocon right at the end. Uh, yeah. So yeah, again, and he, he pretty much passed most manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, apart from uh, you know, obviously the the guys in front like the uh, Alpha Tauri. Oh no, he would have passed Kvyat. So yeah, he pretty much passed. <laughs> yeah. Each car. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly, there's no excuse, Bottas. He, he did very. Yeah. Uh, so there was really no excuse for Bottas. You know, he was complaining about overheating, but we could see that the same thing with Hamilton because he was pulling out of the slipstream, but he was just placing his car in a much better spot. And I think that because he was making those moves so quickly, his car was able to recover a little bit and he was able to keep keep making, sort of keep having that momentum and moving forward. So I've, no, I've seen yeah, Bottas, Bottas gets an do e that so many times shocker. in wheel-to-wheel combat. He He doesn't seem to have the confidence to lunge even with that Mercedes. And and like dive up the inside because I'm sure it was Germany when he went off. He was again in a very similar position where the only cars in front of him was kind of like Kvyat and Stroll, I think it was. And he yeah, went was, and he went yeah. off and he couldn't get past them either. So yeah, he doesn't seem to be great in, in traffic does Bottas. No doubt amazing qualifying pace to be close to Hamilton, but yeah, not not the one. Doesn't have that racecraft. No, really I, mean, I don't doesn't. remember the last time I've seen. No. I don't remember the last time I've seen the Bottas dive nope. bomb. To be honest, nope. I don't think we've ever seen one. Disappointing. Get let us know a Bottas dive bomb because I don't know. Right, he gets an E. Leclerc. Oh, what a shame! He could have won that race. He genuinely could have won that race. Uh, it would have been a sitting duck on the straight, you'd think. But he was no. Nah, but I mean, red. Oh, without the red flag. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he caused a red flag, didn't he? But he was up there. I think uh, you say that he was a sit- sitting duck. He was. He would have been in a net P three, I think. Yeah, and we've seen what Charles has done. Admittedly, not on a track where there's such huge straight line speed, where where they're useless at. But yeah, really unfortunate. I guess we have to mark him down though because it wasn't evidently his mistake. Yeah. But what a scary crash. Um, I always find them a lot more shocking when it just cuts and they're going in really quick. Like you don't see a slow mo replay, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. just yeah, it absolutely. really like took me back. And it was quite. It felt like ages before they showed him moving, and it was yeah, very, very scary. Uh, Crofty, what, to be fair to he Crofty, said, he was yeah, very quick to say, to say that right. Charles yeah, was yeah. moving in the cockpit. So, um, but yeah, okay, maybe Charles couldn't have won. Maybe that's me getting ahead of myself. But I think he definitely could have got a podium um, because he was in a very good spot. I don't know how he'd managed to. <laughs> get that Ferrari there, but he had. Yep. Um, they pitted, didn't they? Uh, did they pit before the safety they pit, car? Yeah, so I think they, they pit like Gasly. Yeah. The safety car. Uh, brr, got to mark him. What down a shame! Uh, for the mistake. He crashed in a really so good position. D. Yeah, D. Unfortunately, otherwise it probably would have been an A. Yeah. So D for Leclerc, Vettel. Wow. I mean, he can't really. I mean, we have to judge him in his qualifying where he was out in Q one, uh, where he was behind Leclerc. Did he got he got mixed up with the with Russell, didn't he, on the qualifying controversy? So he did. But, yeah. I mean, he didn't make the first D. run. A D as well. It's not his fault that his yeah. brakes failed, but he didn't really show anything no, else to but warrant that. Outperformed quite heavily by Charles, has to be said. Thank so he did. Um, and then just yeah, was fighting with the Williams until his car broke. Um, Verstappen, <sighs> yeah, very off color for Verstappen. B or C, I think maybe C. C. We're not going to give him a B, surely. I mean, his car was useless, but um, yeah, it's not. He, he, you'd think that he'd be able to do something with it. So yeah, just C. Yeah, not, not the weekend. C for Verstappen. Albon gets an E. 
He got a five-second penalty for uh, pushing for, Kevin Magnussen off the track, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, Grosjean at the start, I think. Was it Grosjean? Mm. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, poor qualifying. I, I don't think we can really get any... You know, it's running last pretty much, no Started pace. Started ninth, finished 15th when an Alfa Tauri won the race. Williams. Yeah, it's got to be an E as well, unfortunately. Really is Sorry, raining Alban. on him right now. Yeah, not good. Uh, Carlos signs A-star. Easy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Great. I mean, he was in a legit P2 anyway. Yeah, and he might have even... But we forget about that. He might that. have even won that race. Uh, genuinely won the... He, well, he probably would have won the race if there wasn't this... Was that the red, red flag? flag? Yeah. Um, because, yeah. It would have been a McLaren 1-2 mm. without that red flag. Mad. That's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. A-star easily for Sainz. A star for Carlos, uh, A for Lando, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, finish fourth. I don't even give him any less yeah. than that. He, he got screwed by essentially Stroll and then Gasly, so he would have been, I guess you could say he might have been second with a bit more luck. Um, and his move on, in fact, yeah, definitely an A because his move on Valtteri was an absolute worldie, so... Yeah, worldy move. He didn't have the pace of Carlos this weekend. No. It seemed like he was maybe a, a tenth or two off in race pace, but yeah, he, he still managed to get P4, which is a great result for McLaren, and I don't think we can give him a B for that, so I think an A for Lando uh, for that. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, a bit, bit, oh, bit quiet, really, for, for Danny Rick, considering the, the circumstances of the race. Finished P6 in the end, didn't he? He so, drove a really good race, and... Yeah, finished just behind. Put a great move on Bottas. Yeah, and finished just behind Bottas, I believe, in the race, which you'd take. But unfortunately, Renault's still not getting a podium, even when the race is crazy like this. So that's disappointing for them. But I think Danny Rick is borderline A, maybe a B. I think B. I was leaning towards B. I guess qualifying. So. Qualifying, I feel like, was anyone's between. Uh, yeah, Renault. and he was on the wrong yeah, end of it, wasn't so. he? So. I think B for, for Danny Rick and Ocon, I think, gets a C. Yeah, he was very... Uh, because he finished eighth. Yeah, we've not mentioned he was very critical. On, well, no, he wasn't actually. I'm going to say he wasn't no. very critical. But I would argue that Renault, if you've not seen this video, try and find it, that Renault made it more of a thing. Rob Watts F1 yeah, tweeted it. They made it. Renault made it worse by essentially trying to shut him down. And I think if Ocon had just come on the radio and said... No, I don't agree that that's a good race because they because they said congratulations twelfth to eighth. I'm pretty happy with that. And Ocon was just like, no, I'm not. Which, as someone that's been working with Mercedes for a year, we take the piss out of Mercedes when they're unhappy for finishing second and third. So he's got that mentality in his head, and I totally understand why he would be a bit downbeat. I guess the problem was he was doing it on the radio where other people can listen. But I genuinely don't think that radio would have been picked up as much as it was if it hadn't have had Cyril Abitbal and his engineer going, shush, shush, be quiet. No, don't no, say... It. it wouldn't have been picked up at all. Wouldn't, they wouldn't have said anything, because... even if it had been broadcast. No one would care. They've made a much bigger meal and a much bigger talking point about it <laughs> now that they've been telling their driver to yeah, shush. because it makes it look like, um, no, uh, come on, everything's fine. When, obviously, it's not Ocon's right to say it, but... I think it's true. Renault, Alpha Tauri won a race. McLaren were second. Uh, Racing Point were third. And Renault still didn't get a podium. They weren't even in the top five. So they need to 
yeah, they need a better mentality, I think. And I saw quite a few people say this, that if they're getting that arsey about a slight negative comment for an Ocon, they are going to have a very interesting time when Fernando Alonso joins that team. <laughs> so true. Um, but but yeah, I think Ocon, you know, he, he has a right to be disappointed, but also he isn't outperforming Danny Rick, so he's going to have to do better himself. You know, that Renault was put in sixth position. So yeah. That he needs to work on himself, and uh, but, but uh, yeah, I completely agree. I, I find it baffling that Renault tried to shush him on the radio. It's like a, talking to a child. Yeah, yeah. It's um, almost it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's almost really. like um, I think uh, there was a stage in the Bernie era, wasn't there, where you weren't allowed to sort of criticize Formula One or you get a penalty. Like it's <laughs> yeah. almost like that. It's like you will not speak ill of this team. When I think it's because the big bosses were around, yeah. with the new launch of the new name and stuff like that, but. Still, George, like, Rus- George Russell right was there. Like, why are we effing about in uh, yeah. when he had exactly the same situation where he felt like he had a missed opportunity? And I don't feel like anyone sort of beat up George about that. So. Nah, I mean, it's a different different situation yeah, yeah. where Williams knows that they're absolutely nowhere near. Um, okay, so we will give uh, Ocon a C yeah. then um, for, for his performance. Gasly, I think a D. Yeah, definitely. The fu- the funny yeah, thing is, um, I think uh, <laughs> well, it's an A star. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be. Star. He maybe wasn't as good as science because he got a little bit lucky um, by the safety car. However, I think I saw an interview with Ricardo after I don't know if you saw this, and he summed it up really nicely. And I think this sums up why he deserves an A star. Is yes, he got fortunate by the safety car, but when you're in that position and the amount of pressure you're under to deliver, the fact that he took his chance you can't you can't begrudge him for getting into the net lead of a race and winning it it's kind of it's no, kind of the same with not. Hamilton when people complain we're giving him an A star when he drives a perfect race it's like it's not his fault he's got the best car and is, is leading yeah, the race to do? slow down give us a great race and then so yeah Gasly A star oh yeah without a doubt that shadow of a doubt you know I've seen I've seen some embarrassing comments from Hamilton lovers saying oh you know it's the most lucky win ever oh Hamilton was driving so amazingly the fact people can find some sort of negativity from a a story like that I genuinely feel sorry for you it it, it is awful that people can find negativity from that kind of yeah I, I love being a neutral from the sport I think we mentioned it there that we have our our favorite drivers and people we like and dislike uh, but I think I said before that while I like Max Verstappen, if Nicholas Latifi is, you know, closing him down to win a race, I'd want Latifi to win because it's a crazy story. And that exactly panned out. I couldn't care less that Verstappen has not finished in that race because Pierre Gasly won it and we had the most amazing yeah. story. And I think Formula One's a unique sport in a lot of people that like the sport aren't so focused on a driver. They just love the sport for what it is. And it's like enjoyable, more like uh and like kind yeah. of football where it's just you're just your team. So yeah. I've gone I've gone through I've gone through phases. Well, I've gone through two phases. One phase when I was growing up where I was a Michael Schumacher blind fan for him. <laughs> he was out of the race. I lost I yeah, lost. Yeah, when you were like younger. That's it. I get it. I like I you know, up until Schumi retired for the second time, I didn't care where anyone else finished, really. I was just fully invested in Schumi's race. Now, yeah, I want to see Charles Leclerc do well, but when he crashed and it caused a red flag, obviously we saw he was okay. I was so excited to see how this race would unfold. And that is the the beauty and the such a better way of watching Formula One. I know some people can't see past their driver and that's fine. Yeah. You can support who you want. 
But my goodness me, I prefer watching Formula One like this every day of the week because you enjoy every single spectacle, maybe not the, the boring ones so much. Yeah. But to see such a story like that, it was amazing. Anyway, let's moving on. We're, we're kind of getting sidetracked. Uh, Kvyat, well, his teammate won the race. He finished P, what, ninth. eight? Ninth, P9. He didn't get the lucky race, really. He didn't, he didn't for, yeah, get fortunate for the safety car, which you can't really blame him on, but still, I think it's no. got a B is fair, I feel. Yeah, in the points and, you know, he that relative pace-wise, they're probably where they deserve to mm. be. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really see much of him, to be honest. So Yeah, I think B. Sergio Perez. Hmm. Uh, Intriguing, because he was very quick in qualifying. Had an amazing yeah, qualifying. Yeah, he started fourth, and, right? Yeah, fourth, finished tenth. So not the greatest race. But again, this is a weird one, because there are a lot of midfield teams that are... Sorry, midfield drivers that some have really benefited from a safety car and some have really not benefited. And Perez is one of those people that's not benefited from it. So, not a great race, but um, yeah, still it's hard. Not really his fault. Finishing tenth, not really making many positions up once he was in that position. You know, these are the kind of races we expect from. You know, let's expect Perez to be somewhere in the mix and it was his teammate uh, as much yeah, as he got yeah. lucky of course but Perez didn't really make any positions up uh, when he was in that position so no true uh, for me C yeah let's go C yeah C yeah, for Perez happy with that pushing into a B but I think C is fair yeah okay and Lance Stroll well he got very lucky he didn't even have to pit under the safety car I mean he didn't have to pit in the race because he could change his tyres during the red flag which is still crazy in my, in my eyes yeah, but hey he, no he, stop. Got, he got away with it um, and he technically was net P1, wasn't he, when he started the, the red flag? Yeah, so, I guess you have to mark him down. Like, I know Gasly, we mentioned, you can't knock him for essentially being in that winning position. But uh, he, had, he had a great start. He had a great he? start, whereas Stroll was in the winning position, if you, you could argue even more than Gasly, because he was second. And he didn't get the greatest of starts, and then he messed up at the chicane and let science through. So, um, mm. yeah, you've got to rate him down for that. So I think think maybe a b uh, i think i think a b because maybe a c feels a little too harsh for someone that did get a yeah. podium he still had pace over the likes of lando he beat bottas you know there's still good elements to stroll's race it just wasn't what yeah. he could have potentially made it into and to be fair deep down i'm kind of glad because i really wanted gasly to win so yeah. thank you stroll for having a, an average start <laughs> but yeah i think b because if he'd been out in front i think he would have been able to control it but we don't know that because they hadn't they've never won yeah sign stroll and gasly had never won we don't know how they would you know pretty much react uh when, when it comes to being in that position so i think stroll yeah let's give him a b uh kimmy raikkonen I thought he was going to win the race at one point. He was looking absolutely fire, yeah. fiery on those soft tyres. Unfortunately, they gave way, as did his car, because he just didn't have the performance. And he ended up finishing 13th. Yeah, so weird when he was up there making moves. Because did he He came through the field, didn't he, a little bit? Because I saw you retweeted someone that put a bet on him at 2,500 to 1 or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So someone put a, an in-play bet, I think it was, when Raikkonen was up in fifth. I think they'd, they'd both got lucky, hadn't they? With Well, Giovinazzi hadn't got lucky because he pitted under the safety car, yeah. but I think Raikkonen had pitted just as the uh, the yellow flag came out because I guess a lot of the teams jumped on that and went, well, the safety car's going to come out. That m-. I reckon there was some decent thinking with some of the F1 teams, uh, proper reacting to that, going, 
you know, Magnussen's car's not going to be able to get through that gap, the pit lane's probably going to close. Yeah, so, I wonder. Yeah, shout out to, to the teams that did think that. But yeah, I think, I don't know if he made many moves as such because he has a Ferrari power unit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I want to give him a B. Yeah, I think we only think we need to do a B because he was up there. And 13th, you're not going to get any better than that in the car he's in, are you, say? No. Where did Giovinazzi end up? Giovinazzi, oh, he was so far behind, yeah, wasn't he, after his... He played the team game because he kind of let Kimi through on the restart because uh, he knew he was going to get a penalty again. And I guess he dropped way back, just like Hamilton did. So, yeah. so 15th. Um, C, maybe. For... Yeah. Oh, it's difficult. A C or a D for me for Giovinazzi because it was nothing special, was it? There was an interesting uh, thing on Sky where... They were talking about, um, I think it was Paul DeResta in free practice, and they were talking about who was going to get the Alfa Romeo seat and whether Giovinazzi was doing all right. And I yeah. can't remember who the co-commentator was, but they said, well, you know, he's he's not that far off Kimi Raikkonen. But I think it was Paul DeResta that made an interesting point that was, if I know people will now be mentioning the teammate comparisons video we did, but if you look at how much better Vettel was at Ferrari than Raikkonen, mm. seeing that Charles Leclerc, what Leclerc's doing to Vettel now, you kind of want that young driver to be beating Kimi. I know he's a world champion, yeah. but you need to but be he's beating 40 him. Odd, isn't yeah, he? he's 40 years old and they need to be beating him and Giovinazzi doesn't seem to be. So... Yeah, uh, not been hugely wowed by him. And I think, yeah, C maybe is fair or a D. I think D. I think mm. D for Giovinazzi. He finished plum last and th- he was only up in that position because of luck. I think Raikkonen at least put up a fight and was up there without getting the penalty. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's different for Giovinazzi personally. Okay. Yeah, let's go D. Yeah. Fine with that. Okay, cool. Uh, Magnussen. He obviously stopped, caused the safety car. Want yeah. to give him an A star, but <laughs> would love I don't to. think that would be fair for the ratings, would it? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, looking at Grosjean's race, so Grosjean started behind him, but Grosjean had a really good race and finished 12th. I know Magnussen had an engine failure, but I don't think he was really in touching distance anyway or was really doing anything that special. So maybe a C. C. Let's we'll give him a little extra a point just because he caused the greatest yeah. race in a long time and it was thanks to him. Exactly. And, uh, and Grosjean, should we B. give him a B then? Yeah, he B. finished 12th. 12th in a house is a re- really good result, to be fair. Okay, lovely. Uh, George Russell had a bit of a meh race, to be honest. He actually got beaten by Latifi after obviously that whole mix-up uh, with the red flag. But safe to say, Latifi stayed there. You know, he finished P11, Russell P14. Yeah, you know, you you can't mm. really say that Latifi lucked into it and then didn't perform because he did. Yeah, we so we mentioned it a little earlier about when we were talking about Gasly and how he's kind of proved himself a race winner and stuff. George, um, it's very much too early to say at this point, but if if it keeps happening where we get a bit of a crazy race and then Latifi almost got a point, obviously Kubica got a point in that race in Germany where. Yeah. Russell made a mistake. Uh, and if that keeps happening, while it's not a thing at the moment, I think it may start to become a thing and maybe putting a few doubts in Mercedes' mind. I mean, there's no doubt he's an unbelievable driver and got amazing pace yeah. and proved it, but he just needs to be putting in better uh, race results when it's a bit I think, crazy. 
I think overall George has done pretty well. Oh, you know, yeah. I think I a lot of people forget that all. Like, this is his second season. Um yeah. so it's not like he's a, a veteran of the sport. And if you you know look at what Verstappen was like uh you know when he was in his second season, although a little bit younger, of course. But George is not exactly old. No. Um so yeah, I think Russell didn't really perform. His qualifying this is and, phenomenal, but I think he just needs to yeah. he, he needs a really good race, I think, to Really did he get out of Q1? No, he, no, didn't. he didn't. Williams were rubbish. No, okay, so let's give Russell a, let's give Russell a C and Latifi a B. A. Yeah. <laughs> Latifi, like Gasly, he he got into that position by a bit of luck and didn't lose it. So maybe an A. We'll when are we going? When yeah. are we going to give Latifi an A again? I think it's when is Latifi going to finish P11 again? Yeah. That's the question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair. Go on. Let's Why not? We're okay. feeling generous. A for Latifi, C for Russell. Right, Italian Grand Prix predictions. I went for Renault Podium, which was no, even though it looked very likely Yikes. going into it, and I thought that was going to be a, a decent shout. Mm. And Ferrari out in Q1. Well, I said one of Ferrari. Uh, at least one Ferrari out in Q1. Mm. That's a point. Okay. If don't, you're sure. Don't, don't go back on the last podcast, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay, so Tommy, your two. Uh, slipstream, controversy and qualifying, which I will take that easy point because it always happens in Monza. Yep. I mean, I gave you that point yeah. when you said it. And I have never been more happy about not getting a, a point. I did the jinx. Two Mercedes and Max on the podium. Lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah that awesome. is. Thank you so much, Tommy, for taking one for yeah. the team because that was worth it. Uh, can you believe none of them were on the podium? Unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah, it's actually yeah. ridiculous. Um, an Alpha Tauri, a McLaren... Uh, and a racing point on the podium. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Uh, Paolo CT Leiter signs P3. So close. So close, yet so far. We're not giving no half points. a point. No, no because no then he's, he's too specific. Yeah, true. You should learn. Fans have to know. Yeah. If it says signs podium, that's a point. Signs P3, yeah. zero points. I'm sorry. Uh, Thomas JS, J Stamp. Ferrari get lapped. They weren't in the race long enough to get lapped. Although Charles definitely wouldn't have got lapped, but. Vettel might have had he not had his break failure yeah. uh, and with the red flag. But alas, we, d- we don't know, do we, Tommy? No, we don't. We will never know. No points. Mugello GP predictions. I have now taken one for the team. I've gone for boring Mercedes 1-2. Hmm. Don't worry. You're welcome. Yeah. And sunny throughout the whole weekend. Nice. So you've gone for a double, yeah. a double, double kind jinx. of jinx. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, maybe that'll... I'll get If I get two points, I'll be sad. Yeah, true. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, I have gone for wrestling Q2. Might be a better, be a point, better, cir- better circuit for them. And uh, Leclerc, top five finish. I reckon he he's going to pull it out of the bag for Ferrari. Uh, also, uh, there's rumours that they're going to run a 1950s livery. Oh, Which we all know what happens when 1950s uh, attire and things happen with Mercedes. A terrible race. So you've said Leclerc top five finish, and yet you think that the curse of Mercedes might hit them as well. Oh, no, <laughs> so, I might just hit Mercedes, because uh, just oh, any 1950s-related thing just Ooh. hampers Mercedes, so maybe, yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, fans, Midwestern F1 fan, back to the usual podium crew. Okay, so that's similar to mine, but with the whole three, Verstappen, Bottas, and Hamilton. And Chile Vegas, three different cars in the top three. So hopefully, what fans will be scoring a point this, uh, ne- well, this coming week. Uh, and if not, Something very strange has happened. But uh, that is it. Thank you so much for watching the WTF1 podcast, everybody. Uh, Tommy, anything to add before we go? No, just join us for another podcast. We're in such a good mood from that race. We're going to give you two. Lovely. 
we are look forward to it as well it's a very special guest on that one so make sure you go and tune in when it goes out where we'll be discussing everything about reverse grid races thank you so much to everybody for watching and listening give us five stars a thumbs up however you want to give us your good feedback please do use the hashtag WTF1 podcast for any suggestions ideas feedback anything you want to say Uh, and that is it thank you so much Tommy I'm waving at you right now and we'll see you well for Mugello Grand Prix. The Tuscan Grand Prix. Or the, <laughs> the, the Ferrari 1000 Grand Prix celebration, whatever it's called. Yes, the 1000. Thank you so much, everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.